Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? So they were really going through a whole lot of different people to decide whether or not, you know, who's going to take this space and take it to the next level. Because mind you, like I said, they had little, little um, Eddie Wrong in and up out of there. But there was also this preacher in there by the name of Stephen A. Davis. I know I covered this and I talked about this, but Tom. I didn't talk about this at the level and in the way that I really wanted to because my information was limited. Now, somebody had told me that the man had got sick. And the rumors were, of course, you know what the rumors were, that he was supposed to be in the side piece of Bishop Eddie Long. I mean, excuse me, Bishop Eddie Long, the late, great Bishop Eddie Long. That's what they had said. And said that, you know, <coughs> really thought he was going to. That's what they said. But that's that's allegedly. That's allegedly. That is allegedly. I just got to bring it to you the way that it is. You know, so, but he recently did something, mm -hmm, like two or three days ago, online in front of every darn body that really gave us some perspective. So, let me tell you what I think. Hold on. First, let me show I ain't going to sit here long. I'm on five minutes. I'm gone. <coughs> let me tell you what he said. Then I'm going to come back and say what I got to say about it. $180,000. I worked the entire 16 months for free. Didn't take a dime. Paid for my own condo for six months. Kept the debt off of the Long family. $3,500 a month that they didn't have to pay. Bishop Long's condo. I paid it. I took the car back that I'd given him as a gift, taking the pressure off of the Long family. I gave $85,000 personally. Roberts, 
threatened me. Told me they could have gotten rid of me. I told them they never had me. So go back to your hellish leaders and tell them I'm still coming to Georgia. kind of like gangster mafia kind of stuff and that's already been brought out that that's what these people do it's a legacy of family it's not a legacy of anything about actually the word that's probably why all the exposure and scandals are keeping getting busted out because this is what's going on and there's still more to happen yeah and when yeah, that, it, yeah. And, and, and it's just getting exposed <laughs> it's like larry reed bless his heart and king jive and all of those uh Dawson, all of those who pay attention to all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. bringing it to our attention. And we're mm-hmm. way down the chain, peons, but we're going to talk about it too. Mm-hmm. Because this affects the kingdom, the kingdom. This is the, this is the battle between the kingdom of God and the, the realm of Satan. Right. There was nothing godly that this pastor said. And, and we'll put it, because we're, we're recording now, Tanika. Okay. We'll put it in the description on the uh, Real Talk Weekend. So this is Real Talk Weekend with Pastor Jay and Sister Tanika Drake of God's Get Through His Word podcast and Soul Cal Explosion. We're, we're talking about, and we talk about this often privately, so when we let you guys in on our private conversation about <laughs> the, the craziness of, of church, the black church, black church in general specific because we're seeing this and this is being brought to our attention and it's quite fascinating that we sat here and listened to do you remember that pastor's name but the, uh, the link will be in the description to what we're talking about do you remember that pastor's name no i forgot his name i okay. forgot what his name well, is well look look at the video yourselves people and listen to this pastor begin to pray and to talk about in a prayer how he has basically should have been the one who got uh uh, Eddie Long's church um, new birth instead of Pastor Jamal Bryant. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't say nothing about the anointing. He didn't say nothing about called. He didn't say nothing about hum- there was no humbling. It was be- what, what he said. I bought this. Mm-hmm. And see, when you buy something, 
The person who's selling it to you has to agree to something. So he's implying that before Eddie Long died, when they were going downhill already due to the scandal, he came in and propped up the ministry, right? Right. What did he say he do? He he, he did. He, how much money did he say he spent? Eighty five thousand dollars up front. Which one? Okay, thirty. He did. Okay, so he did do that. Then he was in the condo and he stayed there for six months, thirty-five hundred for six months to take off some of the pressure off the family. Now and hold then, on, let, let's slow down. Remember okay. all this he done as an intern. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was his title as an intern. Remember, mm-hmm. this is a six-month internship that he said he was on. Go ahead. Okay, and then after that, then he also said that he did eighty-five thousand for the bankroll of the church that were the people that were getting paid in the church. Okay. And I don't remember the other monies, but I remember those two. So he's he's doing all this money, all this money, and he obviously, he didn't get the position, right? Right, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't, get, the, he didn't get the nod, he didn't get the slot, he didn't get anything that he thought that he should have that he bought. So he's disgruntled. So he comes now, does this video. We don't know how old the video is, but it has to be fairly recently because Jamal Bryant hasn't been there a year yet, I don't think. No, he hasn't. So he goes on with his holy voice and then then begins to pronounce in a prayer cursings on deals. Now, again, no soul saving, no teaching, but begins Mm -hmm. to pronounce curses and 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 saying and, and prophesying that everything they touch financially and deals because deals have nothing to do with souls right will fall through goes back to the, the situation with uh we need to buy them and right. all of those heavy hitters that are now celebrity pastors celebrity prophets and right. and what i've seen in one pastor that has sent me something in private that's a minor celebrity but celebrity nonetheless once they became the celebrity quote unquote preacher they lost being the minister of God mm-hmm. because where they were called to go any and everywhere now they only go if the money's right Right, because that's all they care about now. And to maintain that lifestyle, they can only go to those who can afford to bring them in and afford to pay them what they believe they are worth. So now let's look at this. These pastors are jockeying for positions to be able to pull in, to have churches bring them in. Now you got to remember, why does the church bring in the heavy hitter? Because the heavy hitter is going to make you more money than it costs to bring them in. Mm-hmm. So the way they justify it is by saying, okay, this is straight business. This has nothing to do with God. I'm going to prove it to you. I bring in Pastor X. His fee is 10 grand. And we got, he's going to say his fee is 10 grand. Mm-hmm. I've taken 10 grand out of the church's budget to bring him in. He gets that half when I book him and half when he get there. Mm-hmm. On the premise that when the offerings are taken up, now this is how he sells it to me. 
when I preach and ask for altar call offerings and all that, you make more than what you gave me. Uh huh. Now we ain't gonna go by the split thing, but even in that, if they get some of that, whatever you portion the churches get, it's going to be a windfall for them. So I bring them in. I have an expectation. I don't care if nobody gets saved, but I expectation is the church to be get rich, be enriched, not through spiritual, but financial. So this is an entertainment type of thing going on because there are preachers who could, who used to could demand 50 grand. Now they down to 10. It's just like your entertainers, your musicians. It's like back in the day, um, um, the OJs, they could demand top dollar. Now, not so much. They can still get paid, but they're playing venues that's much smaller than the venues they used to pay, play in. Because they still got to get paid. And we see that with Juanita Bynum. Juanita Bynum, right. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, she can guarantee you that she'll make you 100 grand. And her fee was not high. Anymore. But now, yeah. you know, with the last thing we saw, her fee ain't no about $6,500. Mm-hmm. Plus whatever the split is. And, and, what, and I guess what we're trying to point out is this has nothing to do with sin, sick souls, need saving. Right, and that's, and I think also too that when, when we see these things happen, that's why people are so turned off about church, and that is why so many people like all pastors want his money. This is indicative of that right there because of the pastor saying that the Juanita Bynum thing. All these people are only concerned about money. So for a lay person who wants to go into church, well. I'm going to go into church. I expect that somebody's going to want money, and I don't really want to go to hear money this, give your love offering, then give this tithe, then give this money. Then also, you know, and a lot of the churches, even the little ones, they will try to make so much money out of one, just one service. And even one the church I went to says, we need to make $1,000 just to get out the door. Like, who wants to hear that when you're supposed to be focusing on the word? We know that churches need money to run the lights and all of that we get it but if you're doing like you said pastor jay if you're doing good ministry then the people should want to do it out of their self and want to give you offerings so that they you guys can keep things on but the way that all these other people are doing in the body of christ nobody everybody's leaving the churches because of how much junk is going on and then the real the real people in the in the body of Christ, we are all being lumped in together as that we all do this. We all believe like this. If we all pray for a Bentley, we're going to get it. If we all pray for a big mansion, that's how we're supposed to pray. They believe that even if we don't particularly do that, and that's not what we do, and we know that's not the word, but because they hear all these big preachers and big name people doing it, they just say, y'all do it. And that's, and that's bad for the body of Christ. Yeah, and and the small churches either suffer or try to emulate them. And that's where you get statements like, We're not gonna let you out of here until we raise a thousand dollars. Now think about now, now, now think about that. Where do we see that in scripture anywhere? That you Paul preached that. Paul and Paul, Peter, Timothy, whoever preached mm-hmm. and said, mm-hmm. We're not gonna let you leave. We're gonna hold you hostage until, until we raise a thousand dollars. 
Now, granted, human side, these pastors have made a great error, grave error in this. Sometimes they call it stepping out on faith, but it's really stepping into foolishness. You know, I'm tired of hearing stories about you got three members and you took a chance and you stepped out beyond your ability to pay the, the, the mortgage at a place and you said God gonna send you the members. Well, that's not how it works. He said that we would be fishermen. You want to fish to jump into the boat with you. Even when Jesus talked to them when they were on the, out fishing, he said, throw the net over. Okay? It wasn't they hopped in the boat with you. Throw the net over. And, and, and what happens is that these smaller churches try to emulate what they believe the big churches are doing because they really have no clue because those big churches are a, a op, you know, from the time you walk in there to the time you leave is a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're just picking up offering. But you got to understand, what do you get when you go to these mega churches? You're getting high-quality music. You're getting high-quality prayer, high-quality. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean quality in it's good and it's godly. I mean production level. Mm-hmm. You know, at Joel Osteen's church, the ceiling changes color. Mm. Mood ceilings. You know, you get, you might get the stardust floating in the vents. Oh, yeah. The you know, your, 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 your pastor <laughs> may walk out to a smoke fog. <laughs> Even we saw in that one video where the pastor got lifted up by a harness in the congregation and was flying over the congregation. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Singing, I'll fly away. You don't do that because God told you to do that. You do that because you're appealing to the flesh and the ignorance of the people. And again, you want to be gimmicky. And you want to be gimmicky. Mm-hmm. And the only problem with gimmicks are these churches who start with gimmicks, don't you understand that you got to keep up the gimmicks? Yep, to draw the attention. And it's not now the gimmicks is the attraction. It's no longer the word. It's no longer lifting up Jesus, so I will draw all men unto me kind of word. It's more, let's see what's the newest fad. Because when that fad goes, like you said, you have to keep finding the next fad, the next trend. And then you lose everything that the gospel, they don't want to hear that. What else fancy you got going on? I don't want to hear about the word. I don't want to hear about repentance and sin. I don't want to hear nothing about the word has to say. I want to see the light show. Where's the light show? You know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I'm here. And the minute you start stop it, they go and find the next church that'll do that. Right. And, and and again, we're not we are not knocking mega churches or uplifting small churches because as as if you listen to what we said, small churches being locked in a small church with a few people trying to raise a thousand dollars is just as bad as being in a big church and everybody there don't giving money and they can't even see the pastor. Mm-hmm. You know. It's like, it's like you, you can't have one without the other, but where's the accountability? Where's the responsibility? You go to a big church where you can't even count the numbers. You don't have any relationship with that man on stage. He's your entertainer. You know, when you go sit in the coffee house outside of the sanctuary and listen to the service off a big screen while you eat your coffee and donuts, you're not part of, of a service. You're not focused on God's word. This is part of your weekend entertainment. You know, 
And then for these mm -hmm. preachers who have these smaller to mid-sized churches wanting to grow in their bodies, but not wanting to grow in maturity. They, right. you know, the, the, the let, let's give, let me give you an average conversation with some of these numbskull pastors. And I do, and I'm saying numbskull, okay? Okay. How many people you got, Doc? How many you running? Hold on. How many people you got running? Oh, wow. Like they herds, the cattle. Yeah, like horses. Is, that's terrible. You know? And I always say something crazy like, well, if you count internationally, I'm about 80,000. And they look real crazy, like, huh? I hold on, you already know we're a small church, so why even ask that? <laughs> but see, this is what I this is what I get them with. We have like 98% participation in Bible study. Hmm. They're like, what? Yeah. If we have 20 people, we have 18 people at Bible study. If we have 30 people, we have 27 people at Bible study. We have people coming from other churches that are larger, much larger than our church, coming and giving credibility to our Bible study. But see, see what does that say though, Pastor Jay? And they have a own their own big huge church, but they're coming to the church you're at because they're not coming for the fancy big mega nothing. They're coming for the word. They're coming to learn. They're thirsting for what is real and true. And these mega churches, although being fancy and everything, you will be sitting there getting no spiritual meat. You will get nothing but sugar, watered down word with a whole bunch of splashes and sprinkles of motivational inspiration which motivation and inspiration of course is important but if that's the gist of it and you don't have no solid meat that people can 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 chew on and have to think about they are going to disappear because after a while people sit there and they wonder like no there's got to be something else i remember i did that sitting in a mega church i was like there's got to be more than you just talking about money every single sunday it's the same thing and i'm kind of tired of hearing that and then you just sort of talk about going to a buffet because you're hungry but where is the rest of what the word says where's the rest and i'm not talking about what you say in malachi because you want to use that scripture to really invite people to give more money and sow seed which is of course not right either but it's just like when you're trying to learn what the word says and what god is saying in the word you gotta go find someone that's actually giving word and not giving out this fake stuff because it helps nobody you just hinder people and then they get frustrated and angry They're like is God even real because I'm not hearing nothing about the word I'm not hearing nothing about the Lord I'm not hearing nothing at all I get zero yeah and and, and there's no conviction everything is about emotions mm -hmm. and you make false confessions and you say the sinner's prayer don't do you no good because when you say the sinner's prayer, you, you basically are influenced to think that everything is going to be right and it's even worse because it, it's not a spell. You know, you're not coming before God and repenting about anything. You're just tired. You're tired of not having things. So with, with, with the prosperity preaching and naming and claiming, come to Christ to have things, not to have Christ. Come to Christ to, to enjoy Get your best life now. Not the Bible says your best life is to come. Mm -hmm. The Bible even said, think about this. If your best life is now, let's say you so-called you living your best life now. 
you still go through problems. The Bible says that compared to the glory that you're going to experience with God, your afflictions are going to be nothing. So if my affliction is going to be nothing compared to the glory, my best life now can't be now. Right. Can I enjoy life now? Yeah, but I enjoy life because I'm in Christ. I enjoy life because I because Christ I, I Christ opened my eyes to see that He had been very merciful and gracious with me, and I needed His saving. Right. Now the rest of that stuff can be worked out in a in in the earthly realm. Better right. job, more money, car, all that. But you have to keep in the back of your mind as a Christian, there are some blood bought Christians that will never have a pair of shoes, that will never have a house, that will eat one meal a day, if that. Right. And they saved, sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost. See, a gospel that can't be preached everywhere is a gospel that does not need to pre be preached nowhere. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about being uh, prayed for and prayed upon and prophesied yeah. to and for profit. That's what's right. going on. That's the reality of what's going on. And the exposure that now, so you can talk about this, it's being exposed, right? We we we, yeah. we just some normal folk. Right. We're finding out about it, right? Right. So others are finding out about it. I right. got a question for you. Why are they still in them rat hole churches? Huh? Oh, what'd you say, Pastor Jay? I'm sorry, I missed that. Why are they still in the rat hole churches? Because they like they like the people. But they're finding out the same stuff we finding out. But they <laughs> don't want to leave. That's that's a that's a. I think that's that's one of the things that kind of frustrates me. After all these things have been put out, even aside from what Larry Reed does, some of this stuff is in the news. Yeah. And even after the news and the newspapers do it, the people can still continue to worship and I, I like idolize. idolize these people. Yeah. Right, there you go. So it's not even that they want to leave because some of these people, they don't need to be following, but they so engrossed in what the, that person does in that church even the churches out here some of these celebrity pastors out here if you know p diddy showing up if you know mary mary and stevie wonder and Diedrich Haddon is showing up are you gonna leave that church even though you know that pastor's cotton scandal no you're not leaving because all the big celebrities come there this is the church to be a part of i'm not leaving because i know who shows up here that's all you care about is the glitz and glamour so you're not leaving it doesn't but, even matter if and it's and a sad they even they even divide you there. The celebrities mm -hmm. got a special place to sit. You still sit in the peon section. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're right. not going to run over there and, and hobnob with them. No, you can't even talk to them because you know they come with their entourage. You can't even get close. But you just want to be able to say, leave these people at my church. Mm-hmm. That's why it gets so twisted. And, you know, when it's getting twisted like that, which it has been for years and decades, is because it gets so twisted, the money problem tends to be less of a problem when you find out that because they're not trying to really follow and adhere to what the word says, the abuse settles in. And when the abuse settles in, which is what is going on, the scandals overtake so many people because the abuse is so wretched and so 
disgusting and damaging that then when you see someone who took like a thousand dollars out of the till you're like that's not a big deal but these these women these men these little girls and boys are being abused in the church house now we got even a worse problem than the money because now we got something even more disgusting because it was trying to cover up first it was a money issue okay money but now we got something deeper it's deep-seated and yeah. now the scandal is being busted open because some things that have been going on for years and reach deep 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 is coming up and people have to expose it like really expose what's really going on the money is just the tip of the iceberg but really underneath that money is something worse you're paying people to be quiet well, because well, of scandal the, hold on now think about this the greater the perversion sexually the more money you need to cover it up exactly so you so gotta we're not talking make about sure. the pastor Again, the pastor who's a man. Mm-hmm. You're not going to worry about the female side of this equation. The pastor <laughs> who's a man having uh, a side piece other than his wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a level of cover up. But that, you know, that, and then we're going to say it shouldn't be normal, but we, we see that as normal. Mm-hmm. But we got the perversion of pastor, male, messing around with boys. Right. Okay, we got pastor, male, mess around with other men mm-hmm. that takes more money to cover up because it's a perversion yes can you imagine how much money has to be paid out the catholic church showed that they paid out billions to cover mm-hmm. up the perversion the scandal yeah no the i want to i want no, i don't want to leave it as plain old scandal perversion okay we'll go with perversion the scandal to me the thousand dollar person who's still a thousand dollars, that could be replaced. Yeah. But when a pastor violates a young man or a young woman, mm-hmm. you can't replace their innocence. <clears throat> you can't bring back to them that they are scarred, possibly for life. Right. And if they don't fight against it, they may join the perversion and continue what they had, has been done to them mm-hmm. inside the church. Yeah. <clears throat> inside the church. Isn't that funny, Pastor Jay? I said, when I was, <coughs> when I get to watch these things, it, it hurts, it really hurts my heart, and it's very sad because these people really want, at least I think, maybe it's not true, but some of them really want to know the word they're seeking to know they don't want to leave church because they've known since since some of us in the black community have been raised to go to church that's what you do is when mom say you to church you go you go so as they become adults and they go in by themselves now they are still seeking to know the word at least for what they've been raised on and now when they go it's not it's not the same because all these different abuses and things just like you said in the perversion like how is that going to be when they have all these things that have happened to them and as a grown person like no i'm not going back to church because mama didn't know that such and such pastor when he took me to youth whatever this is what happened so i don't want to go to church you're not going to church this sunday no i'm not i'm not going because of things that happened in the past and now because it's been there for years and years you just got to tell somebody this is what happened you know, I just got to tell you. And there's like nobody in the church that they can really confide to because they all want to cover and help whoever did the damage and did the perversion on that person. No, don't talk to this. 
they'll talk to that person or whatever and cover up just to keep things going. Keep yeah. things hush hush. Yeah, I mean, think about the story with the guy that we heard him tell his own story on a uh, Larry Reed show. Oh yes, and the guy. Yes. The guy sat here. I mean, he is twenty years later. He's yeah. telling a story that happened to him when he was nineteen. So he's in his third. He about to be forty. Yeah. And he's telling a story about in his small town with his female pastor allowed him to get raped, bought that mm. pastor back several times. When he when the, they finally agreed to confront, she said no. Mm. Because this pastor was going to introduce her to other pastors to help her church grow. Again, buzzwords, church growth. That doesn't mean save folk. That's okay, don't equate growth body-wise with salvation mm. and sanctification. That's not true. Another thing, programming. Okay, mm. I'm not saying don't do stuff. I'm saying don't place program above Bible study. Mm-hmm. Titles. We have too many people with too many titles that don't understand what they mean and really shouldn't be in their office. They're not anointed. Right. They have politicked and paid for it. Just like this pastor we saw on Larry Reed say, I paid for this. Mm-hmm. So think about it. He's at the top end of the scale. How many people are going to church right now where these men and women on the local level politicking and paying and writing checks so they can get elevated? Yep, Matter of fact, I, 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 the one of the churches we came from, I saw it happen. I saw it happen. This is nothing that I'm making up. I saw it happen. Wrote the check, they got elevated. Or elevation, then the check generously comes after that. What happened to your gift will make room for you, that God will make a room? What happened to one man planting another waters and God gives the increase? What happened to all of that? A lot of people, a lot of these churches, they're not doing that. And the one, and you know, Pastor, the ones that are doing it, very few are, but they still are. But they're so overshadowed by all these big ones, but they still keep going. I know there's a lot of churches that are doing the real word and the real word, but they're not going to be made known because they're not big enough to be made known. Yeah. You know, but that's okay. They could keep on marching and keep on giving the real word and truth for those who need to hear it and are thirsting for the real word. They will get it. And when you seek to find the Lord, you shall find him. And all this other stuff is going to be exposed. And it has to happen because all this stuff has been going on for so long. It needs to come to a quit. It's like it needs to put a kibosh on all of this. Like it needs to stop. All the nonsense just needs to stop. The tiles and positions just make everything just it divides in the in the church as well if you're this person and it's like evangelist such and such come sit here well what about the same person that has the same exact amount of education as evangelist whoever but she can't sit up there no she don't have the title of evangelist like you said titles and positions everybody's running for why is that going to help people learn the word more i mean if it does then that's wonderful evangelist such and such is going to preach the word to the women's bible study if that's not the case then why do we garnering so hard for these positions and titles it just divides and it creates its own it creates its own division yeah and it's, makes it's, people it's feel less have and have nots us versus them and then the mm-hmm. bible jesus warned about that about mm-hmm. those pharisees who sought the chief seats at the banquets mm-hmm. you know all of that foolishness that goes on you know we just saw a flyer where you know 
person want twenty five, twenty two hundred dollars a person? Twenty five hundred dollars for yeah, a table. Painful. Yeah, that's crazy. Wait, what? <laughs> how does it? How does that equate to saving souls? Right. How, how does that equate to people understanding that they are wretched and that they need a savior? All that equates to is if you just look at it for what it is. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Mm-hmm. And you just sit back and watch. And you can see three, all three. Now watch this. You'll see all three of those things. And I'm not going to call them spirits. I'm talking about the fallen man. All those things operating in the church under Jezebel uh, type scenario. Meaning, you have the person who may be the, the, the front man. But there's other people running the scenes, running the church from behind the scenes. <clears throat> you know, calling the shots, calling the shots. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Whereas that Jezebel type church situation, whereas, oh, I'll take care of everything, Pastor. You just sit back and preach. You're not really the leader. I am, but I'll never tell nobody that I'm the real leader. But everybody knows I'm the leader. So, Pastor, we elected you to preach not to be the the angel of this house, but to submit yourself eventually to me. And I'll make sure you get paid. Just do it. Just stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Okay? Stay just stay in your lane. Keep me in the face. And why do, when I see this, and this is just an uh, anecdotal experience of my own, and I can't say everywhere, but why do I, when I see this, I always see this with a male pastor and some females being the real runner, the leaders of the church? Whereas the pastor got go. the pastor say something, and even the beta males that's in the church turn to this this female to see if it's okay what the pastor said. And then you wonder why you're not attracting men in your church or you know, or or you're attracting men that basically fall in line because they're politicking for a title too, knowing that if they talk to now hold on, not the pastor, but if they talk to the right members, they'll get elevated. Mm-hmm. This is ludicrous. This is not God. This is not church. This is not the Holy Spirit. This is strictly worldly idolatry and witchcraft. Yep, synagogue of Satan is what they they are. Those are those apostate apostate churches. And like I said, and I told this one person that a long time ago, we got two churches running out here. And unless you know which one you're in, you could be an apostate one that looks and acts and feels like, smells like, but it's not. It has a job to do, and the job is to deceive you. And as much as it can do, it's going to, yeah, you might see the word, but anybody could call on Jesus. That don't mean they believe, and that don't mean they are practicing exactly what it says. So you got to be careful. And just what I always say that, and I, I'm doing that for myself, trying to make sure that I'm not in one of those, because we have so many <coughs> out yep. here where I live. We have a whole bunch of them, and they look and act, and they're not. They just aren't. Yeah, and, and and people flock to them, and then when they now now watch this, they're so damaged. Let's just say they break away and go to a church that teaches Bible that doesn't spend a whole bunch of time. The church sings, the church prays, the church church gives good word and good teaching. Okay, none of the extras. No moving up chairs to sit in, to speak in tongues, none of that stuff, uh, none of the hoopla. 
you know, just get in and worship God or teach Bible line by line and verse by verse. These people who are searching sometimes are so damaged. Oh, and that's what I mean by damage. You, God has released you and you got away from the, from the killer. But you're so used to hanging around the killer that once you get to somewhere that's teaching you real good, whereas you gave all your resources to the killer, now you're somewhere that's teaching you and you won't give a quarter trying to make it for what you did with the killer. You know, and you're kind of uncomfortable because this church is not in your business. This church is not telling you what to do. This church is trying to teach you the word of God. This pastor is saying, if I teach you the word of God, you won't need me. It's not about me. It's about the word. It's our, we. It's not about me. No, you're not going to have a banquet for me. No, you're not going to have pastor day. No, we're not going to do an exorbitant uh, extra money to give on church anniversary to put in my pocket. Some people don't know how to handle that. I mean, because we do that. They don't know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. Literally, they're like, this. hold on. I don't require that you give money. I don't have an anniversary. I don't have pastor's day. I don't celebrate my birthday. I don't celebrate none of these, these, these high watermarks in my life that other churches do and expect to give money to. And then mm-hmm. you know what somebody say from the outside looking in? Y'all are cult. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I must be the most backwards cult person I know because yeah. cult people get paid. Right, you doing it wrong. Cult people have people carrying them in, on uh, hey, wheeling them in, carrying them in, shining their shoes, <laughs> blow drying them off. Hey, blow drying them off when they finish preaching. Now, see, y'all think you know the glist is gonna think I'm uh, I'm making being funny, but I have observed all this in churches that I was affiliated with one time. I learned a lot. Let me tell you something, people. If you're fortunate enough to be under a pastor that exposes a lot of stuff and lets you see for yourself, you blessed. Because I saw a lot. My pastor, my bishop let me see a lot. A lot. And he explained to me a lot. You know, and to see grown men drying off another grown man with a blow dryer after he finished preaching, butt naked, that's something. That that's something. That's something. Yeah, we can't say there's no perversion gonna come from that, right? Yeah, yeah. You, we both look at that as, oh, they yeah. no, because these men that they were doing that were effeminate, and the and the and the pastor was preaching was effeminate. No. Okay, gosh. so so this effeminate spirit, this out of order mm-hmm. spirit, this not want to follow the word of God spirit, these mm-hmm. the these things. The Jezebel economy in church, mm-hmm. where you have a weak leader and a strong somebody else who really pulls the strings, but is really not accountable or responsible, but it can't nothing get done unless they say okay. That's what we got going on in the church. And that creates the door to be open for perversion. Yes. That creates that door. I mean, how many more stories do you need to hear? Before you understand, you need to get out of these rat hole churches and get in a church that teaches Bible study. I Let's put it this way. I've been told this. I have people that go to walk in truth and bless their heart. Gracious, loving, merciful people. And when they say to me something like, I've learned more in four months and three months than I've learned all my life in church and they're 50 and 60 years old. 
I used to say right off the bat, the pastor wasn't teaching nothing. Then I'm kind of balanced. Maybe they were teaching something you weren't paying attention. This is where God wants you to be, okay? Overall, this is obviously what God wants you to be. But my question is not is is it hurts now. Because I don't want to hear that. You've been going to church all your life since you was twelve and you don't know what salvation is about? For real? You can't articulate your own salvation? You think that you repented once when you was 12 and that did it for you? And I found out, and and I'm just telling you from my experience, I found out that these uh, 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 serial churchgoers, meaning they've been going a long time, like you said, that's all they know how to do. It's almost like their car just drives to church on Sunday. You know, they get they they get they they Bible out the back of the window. You know, kind of got the the sun bleached Bible that sits in the back of the window on Sunday. They get it and then they come forward and go to church. It, it it's not a prideful thing to hear them say they ain't learned nothing in fifty years. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. That 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 does that's not a thing that makes me smile. That hurts. Because you're the person I got to work with as an elder person in life that should be a leader. But then that Bible is true. He says some of you should be teachers by now. But because you haven't learned anything, <coughs> I got to take you back to the elementary things. Yeah, we got to be taught again. I got to take you all the way back to teach you all over again. Mm-hmm. Do you know there's some people that actually believe that's going to listen to the show that baptism saves you? Well, hopefully not, but yeah, yeah, I can believe that. That the sinner's prayer saves you? That even though they confess Jesus with no change in their life, that they're saved because the church they go to is more concerned about them giving their money than telling them the truth? Yeah, all about money all about programming because if I can find the right program for the people they'll sow into the program which basically sows into the church right you know and and again I understand you build a big edifice you need to be paid for so in other words you got to make sure that you preach in a way to get it paid for and the easiest way is to preach worldly the hard way, the narrow way, is preach the narrow way and hope and pray that God will send those to come to listen to you. And all I can tell preachers by what I've seen, the exposure is going on. The exposure is in my local area, just like it's in your local area. Mm-hmm. But my question to you, if you're not really learning anything, why are you still there? Do you really want God to say he never knew you? Oh, wow. Get away from me, you worker of iniquity. Do you really want God to say that to you? Mm -mm. That God's going to say to you, you who held the truth in Romans, like it says in Romans, held the truth in your unrighteousness and you started worshiping the creation more than the creator. Do you really want to take a chance on that? And the answer is amen and 
Yes, because God ain't done nothing to me and I'm living large and I'm doing fine. And you're going to bust hell wide open. And if we don't stay rooted and grounded in the word of God, in, in, in uh, stay rooted and grounded in the grace of God and the mercies of God, and, and he said he exalts his word above his name, if we don't stay grounded in that, lust of the flesh, pride of life, lust of the eye, will get us too. Can't you see the signs of what's happening, saints? Sister Tanika and I are podcasters. We peons in this game. <laughs> right. But we're getting the information. So we know we ain't the only peons getting the information. <laughs> Y'all getting it, but you, you turn your back to it. Y'all know y'all know y'all past as a homosexual, but you don't care. No. You know your female past a lesbian, you don't care. And you actually deal with the, that whacked out and misinterpretation as if what God said he didn't mean what he say. You know you out of order, you don't believe in what the Bible say when it comes to God ordained order of men and women and children. Mm -hmm. You just want to forge ahead. And again, God's going to say, I never knew you. He is not playing. So Tanika, what you think? Are we wasting our time? No, I don't believe so. I don't believe we're wasting our time, but we still have to do, I mean, I'm still going to do it. We still have to get out here and share the truth because that's what we're commissioned to do. Even if we don't do it as perfect as someone else and more eloquently as others, we have been called to do what is right and tell the truth. So as much as I can do, I'm going to be telling the truth from my end. And Pastor Jay, I know you're going to be telling the truth, but you got to put it out there. Yep. So this is Pastor Jay and Tanika Drake with Real Talk Weekend. Please look in the description for the video or videos that we may talk that we have been talking about. Again, all you, I'm telling you, you can go one stop shop, go to Larry Live, and you can start it from about a year ago, and you see the exposure. And somebody that the industry has has blackballed. Who has her own issues but again remember this saints God's word is true every man is a liar but God uses the fallen man to speak his word not the perfect man so when it matches up with scripture and it goes along with the principles of God it can come out of a very dirty vessel and a vessel who has holes in it Leandria Johnson said in her drunken stupor, that there was gonna be some exposure, and since that day, it's been running like a running like a waterfall. You can't keep up with it. It's true. You can't keep can't up stop with it. it. And I would tell you to go to Larry Live and just start wherever you want to start. <laughs> like what? Who's now? Yeah. Who's next? <laughs> Why? Right. You know because. And, 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 and Prophet Jordan even said it. We, they become celebrities 
and they price themselves because of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and pride of life, out of the ability to serve God's people who are not affluent. Mm -hmm. If you're not affluent, they don't want to have nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give them a challenge. You know the next time super prophets, super prophetesses and all you lying mm, people, when they pay you to come to the church and you get your big honorarium and you fly back home with all that money in your pocket, you got a uh -huh. local home that you go to. You got a local area you go to. Why not you do this? Take your cut. And then I want you to take 50%. Because it's all profit now. That's profit. Uh -huh. Take 50% of your profit. And then walk into a church and do the small church. Local church. Not an affluent church. Pastor W. Might even know your name. And walk in there and give the same service and prophesying and love to them. And then instead of them paying you, getting a $50 line, why not you tell them all getting a $25 line? And you tell them you want everybody in this line and you kind of you kind of play it up. And this is the $25 line. And then instead of them giving you the $25, why don't you give it to them? Because you got a connection to God. And God will never leave you forsaken or begging for bread because you is prophet. So why don't you get your check in the mail? That's my that's the challenge I got for you guys. So what, we what, what kind of challenge are you calling that? What kind of challenge is that? Reverse profit challenge. <laughs> the reverse profit challenge? It's because we call it the reverse profit challenge where the preacher <laughs> give the money to the people. Oh, okay. Not back to the people that he got it from but to a whole nother set of people who don't expect it. Mm, no, that would be real true blessing. You should make You walk in, give them a great everywhere. service, do the best you can with their audio. And like I said, me and Tanika are peons. We doing stuff on my cell phone. We ain't going to buy all that equipment for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Take, you know, and we got to give Anchor a shout out because without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. But, exactly. Uh, truly, I dare, double dog dare somebody to do that. Instead of you getting in line, down. instead of you getting in line to give, the prophet gonna, gonna, gonna give you a good word, a good word meaning it's a godly word, and uh -huh. then they gonna sow into your life and get theirs in the future because God take care of them anyway. Mm. Now that's the that that's the challenge. Let's see if anybody takes your challenge. You gotta put it out though so people know about it. <laughs> yeah. The reverse profit challenge. <laughs> I think that, you know what? That's going to be the name of the Real Talk Weekend. The reverse <laughs> profit challenge. Okay. And I'm going to send it to you, you know, through, you know, Dropbox so you can do what you want to do with it if you want to do something with it. But that's what we're going to call it. The reverse profit challenge where you get in line to get money from the man or woman of God and they give it. And I'm going to, like I say, I'm going to start it off at $25. You know what? I'm going to give them a break. $10. $10. You give everybody in the church $10. So look at, look at. If you walk in with $5,000 to give out and you give everybody $10, you won't lose. Because mm -hmm. if it's 100 people in the church, all you're giving away was, what, $1,000? 
Yeah. So you good. You still walk away with money in your pocket. But you can't take up an offering for yourself. Mm. Now, you, you can't do that. You got to walk in and actually give everything away. You sow the seed. Mm-hmm. Instead of selling the seed to your cronies, you sow the seed into these poor people's lives right. and see how God bless you right. as you require them to sow into your life. Right. Really be a real Yeah, person. the reverse profit challenge. AKA Reverse Widow's Might. <laughs> yeah. So hey Tanika, it was good talking to you like always. Tell us about SoCal. You know, we got to put a little plug in for SoCal. Oh, yes. You know, SoCal Podcast Exposure is coming up. It's going to be October 23rd. It's going to be out here in L.A. We still work it out some details and have a time change. But please do. If you're interested, it is a free event. So if you're going to be in California area or you can fly out, drive out, bus out, train out, come on out. You don't have to pay for a ticket. You just have to take care of all your travel and all that, but it's free. So you don't have to worry about no tickets. It's free. So hopefully we get to see you October 23rd for the SoCal podcast explosion. And if they want more information about it, where could they go? They can go to either myself at GGTHW at gmail.com, or you can also contact the other co-hosts of this event Yobi D and you can go to her IG which is Y-O-V-Y underscore D on Instagram send her a DM let her know if you're interested to participate and she'll give you some information as well alrighty then sister I'll talk to you later alright bye 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 yay hello everyone this is Tanika Drake from God's Gift Through His Word and I'm stopping by to share about the SoCal Podcast Explosion. The date is October 23rd, which of course is on a Wednesday, and it'll be from 5 to 9. Please keep listening to our amazing sponsor, Pastor Jay of Walk in Truth Radio Podcast and Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church. Be blessed, motivated, and always inspired to do what God has laid on your heart. I hope to see you at the SoCal Podcast explosion remember it is a free event to attend and invite your friends and family and come and learn and enjoy meeting some new people at the socal podcast explosion have a great day and i can't wait to see you hello this is pastor jay with Walker Truth Radio Podcast. I would like to encourage and invite all those who are in the St. Louis metropolitan area to come out and worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ, 2301 Wallace Avenue, Overland, Missouri, 63114. Our Bible study times are 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Tuesday. All are welcome. Please come join us, worship with us, and learn with us. Bring your smile, bring your faith, and bring everything you know about God. We really love the interaction, sharing, and the fellowship. So come on out and join us every Sunday, 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ, 2301 Wallace Avenue, Overland, Missouri, 63114, and at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. every Tuesday at the same address. I'm looking forward to meeting you 
and enjoying the fellowship with you. This is Pastor Jay. I always want you to be encouraged and be at peace. See you on the other side.